Come on kids, now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo <laughs> Excuse me Jesus I was say, You, you sound to- like me I know. Uh, apologies, listeners. I've been sick for what seems to be three straight months. Uh, I know. We I, need to get you honestly, something. Since I had, I hate to say this, I'm going to sound like some Roganite, like uh, but since I had COVID, oh. I have been continually sick every couple months. Like, just like every couple months, I'd be like, oh, here we go again. It's allergies, or is it? I'm coughing up a lung. I'm doing this. The last, since I got back from Japan, I was fine in Japan. It was cold, rainy, snowy in Japan. I was fine. What I hate about Japan sometimes is you go into a place and it's like, it's 110 degrees inside. So you're like ripping off all your yeah. layers. And you go outside and it's like 10 degrees. So, uh, but anyway, I thought I was going to get sick there. Didn't. Came home. Day I got home, sick. And I've been sick for, now it's been, what, two weeks? Like, and, and sick in a way that's like, yo... You should go to the hospital. Like that's where I feel like. Like I'm the at. hospital, not even yeah. just. Not even just urgent care. Like, <laughs> like that dude, actual. Like it's dying. an emergency. Yeah, I think you might be dying. No, I just like <laughs> get up in the morning. I'm coughing for like five to ten minutes, and I'm just coughing shit up. Just disgusting. Like, ugh. I really think you need a juice cleanse. Okay. You yeah, may want um, my favorite book in the entire world. Your favorite book in the entire <gasps> oh my world? God. I just almost lit my entire place on fire. I literally just almost, <laughs> I just had, I wish you could see, I, I just had stuff fall and I have a candle. I'm, hold on. I, I honestly just truly almost lit my entire place. But my favorite book in the entire world is Medical Medium's new book called Brain Saver. I feel like this mm. is more important than the Bible, the literal Bible. This is better mm. than the Bible. And... I think it can really help you, Bo. Who, who wrote it? Who wrote it? The medical medium. He's guided by the spirit of compassion and the spirit of guidance. Don't ask any questions. Just believe. Wow, you just you just talked me right out of that book. He's he, okay, but then don't pay attention to the thousands that are saved from neurological disease, Lyme, ADHD, all high, Alzheimer's. Just go to the hospital. <laughs> Have them serve you like hungry man dinners at the hospital. <laughs> Stouffer's lasagna yeah. for <laughs> yep exactly and then they're like we don't know what the issue is and then fuck no, that shit uh, I, I, it's called brain saver it's called medical medium brain saver it's my favorite in the entire world I mean okay. his first book cleanse to heal celery juice like if if my house really wow. did burn down in that moment the, fi- yeah. the thing I would grab the most would be this book it's over four, Jack's dogs and it's yeah. it's currently wow it's tw- if I were to listen to it it's twenty nine hours. Is it the kind of thing I could do as an audiobook or do I need to buy the book? Um, I like the book because it has the brain saver recipe. In fact, there's like little um, brain shots that you can do. And there's some that are like fear shifter. Um, I really want to start taking the ego shifter because it can help me get out of my ego. (laughs) Whoa. Ego shifter. Yeah, that's what we should call this episode. The ego shifter. The life and death of the ego shifter. No, my ego's already obliterated. I have none. (laughs) Right. I don't. Right. Oh, you're above ego. All right, 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 right. Okay. I have okay. risen above ego. I am now Sounds just like living the in the helped. present moment. Eckhart Tolle, I had my spiritual waking. And now I just view other humans as like people with bri- like ticking time bombs where they're going to die one day as well. And I don't care about <laughs> it. 
<laughs> Wait. And that's our book review for the week. Um, <laughs> we should. Uh, movie, book club, cinema club. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Do you want to yes. tell me a story first? I have lots of things to tell you. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds... <laughs> Look at you <laughs> with your anti-ego. Please go first, Bo, because I'm going to dominate the rest of this episode. Right? That's what you're saying? Um. Yes. Okay, with, I, do no have, I do have something to say. I want to okay. bring up real quick. Uh, you know... We often talk about like how when we meet each other's friends, it's like an interesting dynamic. And there's not a lot of people in your life that I'm really close with in any way. But the ones that I could see myself close with uh, are your friends, Dana and Jason, that used to work in the radio. Uh, They're great. I love them. They have good energy. They're always so positive and fun. And they actually... When I see them, they ask me questions about where, how I'm doing in my life with, with absolute like understanding that they've been listening to the podcast or they know what I'm doing. Yes. Oh, how's that project that you were working on? That kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, that, that means a lot. But Jason, uh, they both were now working with uh, some nonprofit ideas, which is, that's so amazing. Uh, but Jason was telling me. He's doing this thing. Wait, this was uh, going to be my story. You're getting ahead, you little oh, wait, PR what? machine. This what? Is gonna, okay, yeah, you tell Why? Me. I didn't know what your story was Okay, we'll be. hear your angle first. We have dueling stories. Dueling stories. <laughs> it's a showdown. It's a Western showdown. No, no, no. Uh, I okay, saw... you tell me your version. My, my version's very short. My version was going to include the fact that you started to talk about the story, and, and you said something that I was like, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. So I run into Jason. He said he's doing this thing. He's recently become sober, and uh, that's really a powerful, impactful thing that's happening in his life. And he's running this thing where he has, I guess, events and uh, meetup groups of people who are trying to live a sober life. And he said, you know, if you're sober, uh, if you're sober curious. And I was like, sober curious? Because I think I'm overwhelmed sometimes or, or, or a little like... It's new to me, right? I'm still getting used to these terms. Sober curious sounds like such a West Coast term. It 100%. Sobriety is so in. It's so funny. Like it a is. lot of my friends are, yeah. Well, good. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's I'm wonderful. Like, but it makes me want to rebel. I just met with a company this week. Uh, they're called Improv uh, Booze-Free Cocktails. And so we're thinking about partnering. And so it's like there are all these companies putting major money into sobriety, which is And great. I'd love to have the option of – because a lot of times I Absolutely. just want more of like a cocktail-type situation, but it doesn't Absolutely. have to be alcoholic. This is not yeah. an ad for any specific company. I know I just mentioned <laughs> improv, but it's not an ad. I'm just saying like it seems like you know Super Bowl had an ad. Heineken had an ad during the Super Bowl for a non-alcoholic beer. Like they're clearly putting money towards this idea, right? Mm-hmm. I think after the pandemic, everyone became alcoholics, and so now we have to, like, bounce back, right? It's the rubber band effect again. Uh, Definitely. Like, yeah. And I think the cool generation, or, like, the new cool generation, because I just, well, I want to hear your story, but, like, a lot of the parties I go to, there's yeah. no alcohol, but there's plenty of weed. Everyone's, like, smoking weed. Sure. And then I'm like, I hate that shit, because I don't, I don't yeah, really want to, Yeah, I'm not really a weed smoker, but whatever. Right. I'm not really yeah. a drug guy, to be honest. I've, you know, we've talked about it. I've done drugs, but I'm not really a drug guy. Um what's uh okay so he goes like oh if you're sober curious and so i kind of like make fun of it like like sober curious like that but not mean just like oh gosh here we go again we're coming up with this silly term of like but it it makes sense right so then he keeps talking about the project and i realize like well i don't want to offend this guy that's not what i meant so i was like wait 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 stop 
I know I just made fun of sober curious, but to be honest, I think I might be sober curious because there are times, <laughs> and then it almost felt like a date, right? It was like, oh, I might be, I might want to dabble in, in sobriety, because I was, I was saying like, um, well, I didn't tell him this, but I'm telling you this. Typically, when I go to Japan, right, I love all the amazing like cocktail bars and just beautiful experiences and I love Japanese whiskey and highballs and I have a bar in my house but this time when I went to Japan I typically would bring back a bunch of bottles I'd buy mm -hmm. bottles that I can't get here and this time I was like I'm kind of over it and I didn't buy any I didn't bring any home I just was like eh I didn't drink every day I didn't you know because it's easy to do that because everyone's going out we're all hanging out there's a new group of people that we're meeting up with as employees and stuff and and I was just like eh, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting over it I'm not I'm not the same I don't have the same flavor for the party huh. anymore. and so I was like a couple times I was like you know I didn't drink till I was 28 and I didn't drink cocktails or hard liquor till I was probably 38 so I could do without it I don't care I don't need it I don't need it I don't have alcohol any... in general yeah I think I could easily do without it I mean if, if you said Let's do a challenge. You're not going to drink for X. I would be like, yeah, I can do it. I could do it. I, it's not a big deal. I think and you can, but that would be a, a very 180 shift of, I think, a lot of your lifestyle. I mean, would you make the tiki bar like? I would just make it a, a I just put it a weed bar in here. No, please. Uh, no, not. I'm joking. We'd do like the oxygen, uh, like you know, the airport. <laughs> you, come, you come and just get like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or just um, sex toys from adamandeve.com. No, Campfire. I think here's the truth for me. I can have the bar. I can have all the, the contents in the bar, but I don't have to drink it. I could have friends over who drink and I could serve it to them. That's true. You know, in Friends, there's an episode where she dates this guy, Fun Bobby, and then uh, he has an alcohol problem. And then when he gets sober, he's like, not Fun Bobby anymore. And they're like, we need you to drink because you're so fun. I, I don't <laughs> Is know. Is that what that you think? <laughs> you think I'm Fun Bobby? Fun I, Bowie? I, I would need like, I need six months of sober bow to really see. Of course, if you want to better your life, I support that more than hey, anything. you've seen me sober plenty of times. I don't yeah, like. Yeah, you're so I don't fun. Like, I don't like the concept that you think that I'm like drinking all the time. I'm not. I do. See, you just gave me that look. Our listeners can't say, but you you gave me this look of like, <laughs> really? Really? I was talking to one of my friends, uh, and he told me that he only drinks on the weekends because he and his partner had been drinking at one point through the pandemic and after and said they kind of like sat down and realized like, we've been drinking every day for the last 420 days, like kind of, kind of thing. Like, it's like... It's like a year and a half worth of just like every day at five o'clock, they'd have a cocktail after work or something, you know? Yeah. Every day. And they're like, we should, we should take a break. But I've taken breaks. I've taken months off. I've taken times off. It's not a big deal. It's easy. I can do it. No problem. Well, I believe in that. My version of that story was that yeah. Jason had told me that they, they saw you and that he said, Bo told me that he's sober curious. I didn't know the leading up to it. And I just was like, no, he's not. And my thought of it was that like it was a group and I feel like you love to join things. And, and it's like just one thing, one more thing you want to be part of <laughs> where it's like one more no. like scooter gang or, you know, pave meeting. Or whatever. I like so the idea like, that it was presented to you like I came up with that term. Like I'm like, oh, Bo <laughs> told me he's sober curious. It's like, uh, did you mean bi curious? Is that what you meant? Like, <laughs> what? Like, um, 
curious about like what it would feel like to actually be sober. Yeah, like, what would that even feel like? <laughs> right, right. I always, but, joke, but I thought I always, it was like. I always joke with uh, Brittany about like when she's making food. I'm like, wait, are you telling me you can make your own food? Like, <laughs> we're allowed to do that? Like, I know. I always forget that too. I know. Yeah. Like, my wait, you're allowed to not drink a cocktail? Wow. Yeah. I feel like my I definitely have food issues. Obviously, not not drinking issues, but more food. Like, yeah, I, like, I feel like you have a little bit of what my mom has, which is. Uh, let me say this in the nicest way, Meryl. No, you can say it in the regular way. It's fine. Okay, great. Um, you don't. How many how many drinks a week do you have, Meryl? Like on average. On average. Probably how two, many, honestly. Two drinks per week. Yep. Okay, and so someone like me who go you're like, wow, you have a bar, which automatically makes me look like I really like alcohol, right? And yep. then. You know that I'm getting together and going out, have a comedy show. I'm having drinks over here. But you're like, wow, he's partying all the time, right? That's what you think. But but that's because in comparison to your life, I look like I'm going wild. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. I, I probably drink, I don't know, three nights a week, maybe four okay. if I have an event. Uh, a lot of times, even when Brittany comes over, I'll be like, hey, can I make you a drink? I don't have one. It's just it's it's fine. I think I play it up a little bit more. Yes, I I believe I I do have what and, your mom has. And when I do drink, I probably go, I probably go all in. And I do like that part. I thought you were gonna say I have what your mom has herpes. No, <laughs> no hoarder's disease. No way. Uh, no, I don't I have hoarder. No, I've no no no. I feel like I'm missing the gene. Or I'm jealous of people that can be like. Um, like eating gluten makes me feel bad so I don't do it where, where like the other day I just had a I knew eating this like Ben and Jerry's ice cream was going to make me feel horrible but it's like I feel like I forget a lot of times like I don't have a lot of foresight where like like long-term uh, yeah. thinking I have that with food not anything really Sometimes, else, but. yeah there have been times I don't eat ice cream almost ever because it does destroy me it like but fucks there, me up more than but there's like, times alcohol. that I'm just like I want it so bad yeah there's this place that's called Stella uh is it it's called Stella, I think. Um, and they have this s'mores ice cream, but they put like actual burnt mushroom flavor. Oh it's just my so God. fucking good. And I want it. And Brittany just looks at me. She's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? What? I'm just like, it's too good. She's you're like, gonna you know, be, you're like, going to be curdled over. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're going to be shitting your brains out in like four hours. I'm like, yeah, yes. it's so delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot of like after sight. So maybe we can. Okay. Because here's my other thought too, with the sober communities is that yeah. sometimes like, I don't, I don't like, and this is why for, for people like that, it's the best community because everything is basically centered around sobriety. Yeah. But for me, like, I don't think I do well in groups where it's like all about, the, the lack of something right I, I but but what jason's doing is amazing like they go canoeing right. and right. yoga and, and parties and i would and love stuff. to do that i would love to like be part of that to see that's why i like the idea of someone who's com uh, creating community creating yeah like his, his events are really fun i feel like i try to do that a lot so when i meet somebody who's doing that i'm like i want to i want to join this group i knew and it so was a part I, it was a new group <laughs> And then I was like, oh, yeah. But then I would just feel like a mole. I'd feel like a mole in the group. Like, hey, you guys want to come back to my house and have a, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I went to one of the parties and I was like, I think I said to someone, I'm like, you know what would make this a lot better? Like a whiskey and Coke right now. <laughs> so, but but that's amazing. And I'm honestly so proud of him. And talk about, too, yeah. um, because on the radio and in real life, his persona was 
and, and for you know maybe just in our minds too but I feel like you have this too where and maybe me with food where it's like um it's not easy to break away sometimes from like the identity that people think of you as and for years right. like everyone knew Jason as someone that drank yellowtail and was like the really sassy messy gay man and stuff and so I right. think to like kind of switch and be like oh I don't drink at all that takes a lot because right. it is right. you know it is a lot to change your identity so sure yeah well I'm not making any changes or choices yet. <laughs> I just admitted when he was saying it, I made a little joke and I was like, hey, you know, actually, I made a joke, but I'm, I I wonder. I wonder sometimes. Okay, be I honest. Did, did you go home and like create a logo for them? No. Oh, okay. Because I, I can I see you immediately his, start scribbling in well, the logo. I, I did get his card and I did send the card in a photo to that company, Improv, the one that oh, makes that's wonderful. cocktails, and said, hey, maybe you want to partner with this group. I don't know. But then there's a part of me that's like, I think people who are sober, I don't know, I haven't asked, but like, they probably don't want to drink things that remind them of beer or alcohol. They don't want, you know what I mean? I it's think like, I think from what I've heard, um, that's like, like down the road. I feel like at first, when people are first in recovery, it takes many years like of kind of not doing that stuff mm. at all. But then I've heard like a few years into it, then they could have... You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like I always I always was like like when people are vegan and then they try to make a, a, a plant based burger that like bleeds red or looks like red meat. Yeah, I would like that. Is that the part you miss of meat? Is the blood? Is the <laughs> like so they were like, Oh, we put That's beet true. juice we put beet juice in this. That way it reminds <laughs> you of all those dead animals you used to eat. It's like That's a good point. I don't think or why do they call it like chicken like without the e it's Ew, like just chicken yeah, with an yeah. apostrophe it's like why don't you just call it fleur fluff or something i don't know just make yeah. a new thing that isn't you know it's like mock duck so it, <laughs> remember duck yeah remember how you used to like see that skinned duck i love duck. feather duck hanging in the on the hook being roasted well this is not it but think about that while you're eating it you know, and it has like, like a little fake goose pump pimples yeah, on it yeah like a little, I, like, I, yeah I don't know. Is, yeah. are these the things we're missing as, as as vegans man i really miss all the death i used to create you know like <laughs> I, I don't think so they just want tasty food that isn't like garbage i, but, I was livid the other day i accidentally bought plant-based tuna fish like a, a packet mm. of it and i tried it i'm like let me give this an honest try and it was so bad i just want it to be like i don't want to, like this, it's probably the same if not as bad like it doesn't have the mercury but it probably has the yeah you know the isolates and all the gums and all that kind of stuff i, I you know i got fooled pretty early on in the the plant-based game because my friend was eating it all the time so i was like well i'll just eat that it's better for me probably and and then i started <laughs> after eating it a while i'm like <laughs> I don't think this is better for me. This doesn't feel like I looked at like what is this made of and all that stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is just right. like so heavy in all the other shit. It's like so mad science, you know?" Mm -hmm. Right, more so, of the genetically yeah. modified. I don't like. Yeah. I don't want my tuna in a lab. Yeah, I don't I want, want it some, in a net. I don't want some plant making my tuna. All right, <laughs> I'm not plant curious. I could <laughs> I'd rather just eat like collard greens or actual real like lettuce leaves like at real. Yeah, I like I like real shit. Just form those things into the shape of a burger and say this <laughs> yeah. is a plant. This is a plant formed burger. There you go. Um. Yeah. Okay. I recently diagnosed myself with something, Bo, and I wanted to share because oh, you're sober you curious. Did. Of course, of course you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Okay, I heard this term. No, this I, I, when I said that, I was like, I'm so beer curious. That's what I meant. I so, so I'm, I'm yeah. really, I'm really curious about beer. <laughs> I'm so beer funny. curious, like a nice stout. I like, I like that. That was very he good. just, I have an accent, so I was like, I am so beer curious. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was, for I was doing my German, German accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was for I a nice just ale. Doing, like German beers. <laughs> a dark so ale. it was like, it's all about those ales. That is so funny. That's so because I think Jason was very excited pretty soon because I also when my parents moved to San Diego, I really want my mom to get involved with his activities because she doesn't drink at all. Like she just says, right. and She's, okay, yeah, but she okay. All right, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> because she she likes canoeing. Yeah, but is this a group for people who don't drink or people who are used to drink? And you just have to be sober needing... for forty eight hours. You can partake in any of the activities. Oh, I'm gonna go. I, I want to go to one, but I'll, I'm like, it's only been twenty four hours. Forty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's forty four. I'm like, I'm still a little <laughs> drunk, guys. To be honest. <laughs> I'm sure they have people like that because I think they have people that try to keep up with it and they probably relapse and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I can okay, just picture sorry. like you, Jason, and my mom like drowning each other in a canoe. <laughs> Your mom would be like, you deserve to be here. Um, okay, so you're going to tell me a story. You're going to tell me a story. Okay, it's not really a story. It's a, a diagnosis, if you will. Mm. Okay. I heard the term and I'm like, oh, my God. Because, you know, I hate all of these like uh, – I feel like we we label ourselves to death, whether that's in like sexuality sure, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like it, have it. it's right, and it's becoming up to the point where like everyone is so labeled that it's like kind of missing the point of right. creating communities. Because we have so many in- subcategories that it was, we're starting to uh, alienate people in in a new way. Like right. we don't realize that we're trying to include everyone, that it's starting to exclude a lot <laughs> yeah. of people. It's kind of an yeah. insane thing. I'm all about the inclusion, but. I want us to be watching to make sure, you know, it's sort of like what I was talking to my, uh, the girl from stuff I can't tell my parents, Elle, and I, she was talking about a sorority. And I'm like, a sorority acts like it's inclusive, but it really isn't because it's excluding so many people. They're handpicking people and they're saying like, you ha- you're one of us or you're not. And it's like, is this a good thing? I don't know if it, it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, yeah. Cause it is inclusive for the people that are allowed to right, be in it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, okay, so I saw it because it, I follow this one uh, one person who is on the she seems to be on the asexual spectrum, and sometimes okay. I do roll my eyes a little bit at like the fact that it has all these info boxes about like the asexual community being upset at the gay community for overt sexuality at pride parades and like how does that make the asexuals feel and i'm just a little bit like oh my fucking god can we like please just chill a minute and like yeah. let everyone do their thing blah blah but then she posted about this one thing that and i'm like oh my god like that actually might be me so it's called fray sexuality f-r-a-y and it says the term fray sexual describes people who only experience sexual attraction towards people they don't know or don't know very well. The attraction fades away after they get to know the person. And I'm like, also, is that like everyone? <laughs> is that just called monogamy? But like, because as I've said before, and Jack is very wonderful and we've talked through this because I'm like, I think I have this disease. <laughs> but like, but that also doesn't mean I just like come into the relationship and I'm like, oh, I have this. So we're done. You know, it's obviously something that I work on and it's like we're, mm. it's worth working on and everything but um to me this is always something that I feel like I've struggled with in relationships where like the intimacy part stays where I like I like to hold hands and be you know like I love them very much and cuddling and stuff but the actual like 
sexual attraction is so starkly different like it's so mm. red hot and then it really like takes a huge nosedive and i feel like in relationships it, it makes it until about like the second year and then it just like fizzles out whereas with jack we've like actively you know worked on it and had good moments despite that but i'm like oh my god i really might be like a fray sexual well you think you are or is it that you need to deal with this other i mean maybe you are maybe you are i'm not trying to say like that doesn't exist and you're not it but is there a part of you that needs to deal with that inner self that is um constantly looking for the next best thing in in um, lots of parts of your life not just your sexual life because i feel like you get pretty like bored and antsy quick very with much, things yeah. and so is that is that fray sexual if if you're like oh i've already been at this job for two months i'm over it i already did it i completed it or like when you started <laughs> comedy we started comedy you're like i'm gonna do comedy and then after you did it a couple months, you're like, I got this. I'm bored. And and, and even though you're still in it and you're still excited yeah, about it, now, yeah. you kind of go in these waves. It's like you lose interest really quickly once you complete a task and become 100%. good at something. So I don't know if that's very sexual. Maybe it is. Maybe you are. But it seems to bleed over into a lot of parts of your life. No, it doesn't even happen with my T-shirt line with pre-canceled. It was like right. I had this idea and then it came out and then I was like, I'm I'm physically done with it. Like, I don't care anymore and I need yeah. someone else to do it. Um, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is I think you're – I'm similar to you in this way. Like, I feel like in the art world – you call that a creative director, right? Someone who maybe has the ideas or pluses somebody else's ideas up and knows how to like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if and blah, blah, blah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But the minute that we have to complete that task ourselves alone, it becomes like grueling. And so if you had a team of people it pre-canceled and you were like, oh, do this yes. and then you do that. And then every time you have a whim or an idea, you throw it at somebody, they go, we'll get it to you by the end of the day. What you need to be is a millionaire that way you can chase <laughs> all of these ideas I, I know some people who are who have lots of money and they start all kinds of fucking projects just to see if they can yeah and then yeah. When they don't go anywhere they just go eh, it doesn't matter that they is have exactly staff, it. They have a staff of people that they're throwing ideas to and and it's like yeah go do that i need that by friday uh, yeah of 100%. course i'll pay you a thousand dollars whatever and I tried on a small scale. I think we had like three different virtual assistants for pre-canceled in like, cause I'm like, I need someone uh -huh. that can carry out tasks in the merchandise field or like get us on Amazon marketplace yeah. or work on Wix and Shopify. And then I ended up like, I was, I'm like, I should not know more th about this than you right, guys. Right. And That's the problem. You're managing the project yeah. in a way that you're like, I could just be doing this project. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. You need somebody, but then you're trying to find virtual assistants that cost $5 a day. And, and, and that's a problem, <laughs> and his power, right? his power would go out for like the whole week in <laughs> New Delhi. Yeah, He's totally. like, sorry, uh, we don't have running water or power here. So I have to travel four hours a day to go get to the nearest cafe. And I would scream uh, at him like, how do you expect these Illuminati confirmed t-shirts? They're not going to sell themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. But you're right. Because that, that is something that I'm... Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, in some ways you are totally right where when something becomes familiar to me, I, I, my spark, which is always honestly too, it's, it's tough right now because I think I've always also, um, even with like men in general, I've, I've always had like, um, like men, you know, that I kind of have like as like a, either a crush or like some type of muse or like, you yeah. know, that, that feeling of like uh, almost like obsession in, you know, sometimes it has gone both ways, blah, 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 blah. Like, um, 
it's tough because right now like being in a healthy ish relationship where I don't have like someone else or there is no like affair or you know it so it's right. it's tough to like sometimes um I feel like I'm like driven by madness sometimes and I don't do have Do you do you think I'm sorry we might be getting a little no, deep of into course, therapy No of course of course I like, love do this Do you think there could be a part of you that is so overly confident on the outside right that you really do show that 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 side but th- there's still a, a, a insecurity in you that needs to be uh I guess awarded something or given uh, the okay that you're doing fine and that when you have a crush on a boy, that's exciting. And there's a part of it that's like, can I? Could I? Would it? I don't know, maybe. And then as soon as they give you the satisfaction oh, of like, yeah. yes, I would, you are a girl that I would, huh, or huh, whatever. <laughs> Then you go like, uh, I'm over it. I don't need it. Who cares? I, I got the satisfaction I need. Yes. You know? That's that's true. You are onto something there for sure. And, and in the past, I've, I've, I think, I've, like a yeah. drug. Like, I mean, you're in the same situation yeah. where, like, you have a very nice relationship, but we are not using love as a drug the way that I have in my earlier, less right. mature right. years. And and sometimes, you know, there there's that lack of, like, the ups and downs. There's just more of, like, a steady. Now, I should probably talk to somebody, too, because um, – <laughs> I've thought about this a lot, but like there is a part of me that just in my DNA, it feels like that I want to hunt. I'm a hunter. Yes. Like I like this. I, I've I've moved my direction from hunting, let's say, women and relationships or sex into hunting conversation and huh. in, interaction and experience. Yeah. Totally. But it's still the same drive where I'm like, that's so important to me that I'm like, as soon as a new conversation or a, uh, a moment can happen, it just happened to me the other night. I was in a bar and there was like this couple that I could definitely tell was not a good couple. And the dude was being a douche. And I was like, hey, do you want to play pool? I just said that to the girl. And, and you know, my girl was there and she was playing pool with somebody. And I was just like, yeah, I'll play. And so it was almost like I took on this this moment to be like, I'm going to give this person a good experience for the next 10 minutes and I'm going to be out of this person's life. I'm not going to I'm not asking <laughs> for her number. I'm not going to be like, let's follow each other. It's not that. It's just like, I'm going to show you that you don't have to be with a dick guy. And also I'm going to have this experience of feeling like something's new, you know? Yeah. But I might be a little too attracted or addicted to that. And I, and I am, I am understanding of that. See, and I wonder if like, I don't. I just don't know how people that have been together for a gazillion years still want to like French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like like well, ba- like I having think... sex. Yes. <clears throat> like like the other day, for example, a quick story was that um, Jack's dog had had an accident in the crate, yeah. and yeah. then Jack and I got so upset about it that Jack kind of like yelled at the dog, and in by yelling at the dog, then the dog literally like pissed like went to the bathroom like urinated all over in the crate and then it was like cleaning that up and just kind of and this is why like I can't even imagine having children because it's just like that would be so stressful but in that in that course of like just <laughs> cleaning the crate and urine all over and blah, blah blah and just like me getting mad after we sat down like I nicely said to Jack not in a threatening way I just said like in a confused way like now how are we supposed to go from this to like wanting to have sex with each other I just don't understand how right Right, like, like how are we supposed to go from like cleaning up poop to, yeah. Yes, and I feel like all of my relationships have taken a giant nosedive in my sexual interest once we move in together. There's like, mm. and I I don't know, so maybe that is something to work on in the future, or 
I could do a better now job now in too. the present. For sure, I could do a better job too. I think living I, together I, is really hard to keep the spark alive. I think it's hard no matter what. I think uh, any relationship, like over you know five years, ten years, can you imagine being together twenty five years? It's got to be a challenge to be on the same page still because you're yeah. supposed to, you're growing but not always at the same rate or you know it's that idea of like two cars on the highway yeah uh, if just one of you is driving a mile faster eventually after many days and months you're gonna be so far apart it, it's just like so I, I think it takes a lot of work that's why actually I just have a friend I have a friend who started a new relationship and they were telling me like this guy was kind of jealous and sort of like acting out and getting upset about like, why do you talk to that person? I'm like, oh, you're not even together a month and this is happening. You got to go. Like the person the, is jealous. Like the, the, per the, the new other, person that they started yeah, dating. The new boyfriend is jealous. Oh of like, man. And jealous of weird things like jealous of how hard working this person is. Right. So uh -huh. it's almost like, why are you that, working oh, all no. the time? Or why are you working on this project all the time? It's like, uh, yeah, no, you're not going to, no. And so. Yeah, that's not going to last. I was like, I just said, I'm going to tell you right now, relationships get way harder. They do not get easier. You might love that person deeply. And so you try harder, right? You try right. harder as time goes on. And I, I haven't been married 20 years, but I think if you asked anybody who, who's been married 20 years, they probably have had to try very hard. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's always like, but I love you and I'm, oh, totally. to you, and so I'm yes. going to make this work. But like, I'm sure there are times where like, I don't need this fucking shit anymore. <laughs> like, give me a break. You know, it's just about like, you know, you got to work on it. But I definitely don't think that if you're in a new relationship and you're seeing major issues right away, it's like, right. Oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I should stay around for six more months and see if it gets better. It's like, no, no. And jealousy over someone's working on projects is definitely something to address. They jealousy, need to address that early. Jealousy is the killer the killer of all relationships even if you don't think it is if you're acting jealous or your partner is it is creating such a, a crack and rift into the whole thing and it's gonna blow up one day yeah it just is it is that's why Sorry. i i feel like in many ways even though i am um a struggling free sexual <laughs> I'm part of a community. <laughs> I'm very <Yeah>. curious. <laughs> you're I'm super curious and you're, yeah. you're very sexual. Am I part of like the LGBTQ? But anyway, um, but but one thing no. I do. No, I know I'm not. I know I'm definitely not. One thing I do get from my relationship with Jack that I've never gotten before is like just like so much freedom. We're to the point where I love it so much where he'll text me and he's like, have fun. Like, what are you doing tonight? Or where are you? And like, like one time it was my favorite thing where he sent, he was like, where are you? And he sent a screenshot of like my little geo target, but my little face. And I was like in the mountains somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I'm in Ohio hiking with like my hiking group. And so, Oh my God. Like nothing nefarious is happening usually, but it's just right. more, it's just, usually you said, or not, you know, not you usually, say but, usually. Oh, well, well, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the fact that like he lets me not, i mean not lets me but but he's supportive well, I like, of me i, I feel like you're i know i'm gonna talk myself craft. into it you better, yeah. you better watch yourself you're getting caught you're getting the caught. other people just... from my fray sexual community are gonna come <laughs> save me so i'm just saying i think i now should be part of a parade but i was also thinking of like a joke for this where i was like 
the minute like at a free sexual parade the minute that like people that they know show up to march like they're no longer interested in the parade. <laughs> so, i like so, that i like thank that you, thank you i'll be working on it for yeah, that, the next that's eight funny minutes. like to have a free sexual group that you would join like it's like yeah after the first <laughs> meeting nobody shows up <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're all like, it's I don't like, like literally this. just new people every single I, time yeah i'm so bored of this commitment i don't want to do it <laughs> nobody so that, needs the whole thing <laughs> so i think um i'm also maybe going to be using that on like just my my idea identity and new projects when they're you know for castings and people looking for diversity oh I think you just I put phrase sexual yeah like i'm a member of like a uh just an identified group uh, just yeah <laughs> maybe your tagline could be like uh phrase sexual you know like be seen once you know what i mean <laughs> yes oh come my God, be I love seen it. once <laughs> that's it <laughs> So that's that. I'm uh, just really dealing with this new identity. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I guess we're both having an identity Look crisis. Look at a... Oh. Okay. I have a quick um, camper sure. of the week question for us. Okay. You want me to ask it now? <laughs> I don't I know mean, why I always... Are well, why ready? do you do that? Yeah. Just do it. Okay. Just do it. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Roll call. And now it's time for the camper of the oh week. <laughs> You act like we're about to take off on a rocket. In the, in the next six years, I'll get used to uh, segments and doing this nicely. Okay. This one comes from Lizzie. We may have answered this already in the early days, but she wants to know. Uh, she said, I feel like y'all would have some good tattoos and piercings so- stories. <laughs> um, where, and then we made it, her and I, she messaged and I said something about that. You have like the sun tattoo, like a tribal sun on your forearm. But I'm like, no, he actually doesn't. But um she said, "What do you have any tattoos or piercings?" Basically, is oh. the question. Um, well, you and would have be you had any? Yeah, yeah, you would be surprised. Um, I'm because I'm an artist, and I have so many fucking tattoo friends, right? Yeah, like ta- tattoo artist friends, and I need to link it, your friend Stacy with Jack because he Jack oh, has yeah. like a gazillion Simpsons, oh, Simpsons. tattoos, yeah, yeah, you and she always is like doing that. So I need to link them my up. friend Len. Uh, Matt, like so, Sean, all these guys are uh, tattoo artists, but I don't have any. I have no tattoos because I'm so particular about how I like to be able to change something. Like it, it'd be like if I said for me, and I know this is not a new idea, but it's like I'm not going to buy a piece of furniture and go, well, that's my couch for the rest of my life, you know? Right, so right. I personally can't, could never commit to one idea, even though there were times like, full nerd there was a time i was gonna get uh the clouds uh the cloud shape drawing uh that's in legend of zelda wind waker <laughs> which is like this cell shaded video game that i fucking love the design is so cool and i was like i love the way the wind the, the the clouds look in it they're little swirly graphical things i was like oh wouldn't it be cool if i just did a sleeve of that and That'd be uh, cool. and it wouldn't have zelda on it or link on it it would just the be trademark like, it would be like just the design pattern, but I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm fine. And there's other ways to like appreciate the clouds than yeah. getting it tattooed on your body. You know, I think. So instead, I try to buy. Um, I've always done this. I've tried to buy clothes that were a little bit uh, more interesting than just like I went to the store and bought a button-down shirt. I try to get like an asymmetrical something or a really that's a interesting good pair of part, shoes. Yeah. Or, just something like you that express I can like, express myself in that way, you know, or a, a nice pair of glasses. So 
I like that better. And I've never had any piercings either. Actually, my dad said that if I, this was a long time ago, we're talking in the eighties. My dad said, if I ever got my ear pierced, he'd kick me out of the house, which, <laughs> which says a lot about what it was like in the eighties to be different. Right. Uh, and I was thinking too, I feel like you also express yourself through like your mini and your Vespa. And those are mm. all like the tattoos of the oh non-committal tattoo version. Really quickly, I, my car was in the shop this week, just oil change and getting some things fixed. So I got a loaner and they gave me a BMW 5 Series, which Holy by all accounts, shit. I think a lot of people would be like, amazing. And I drove I it for two days and was like, I would never, ever Really? I need to look not, it up right now. Not if I made any amount of money that I'd ever want. I would just skip right over that and go to something, like, weird. Okay, so but I'm th- looking at them now, and honestly, I feel like they look the same as, like, a nice-looking Toyota or, like, a Jetta or something. They, like they, they're they not do, that and inside is – it's not that great. I'm sorry. If you if you buy a, a BMW, I don't know. Yeah. They, they look like a nice – they're Honda expensive. To me. They're expensive. Really? But I got back in my mini and I was like, here we are. This is it. This is where it's at. Like, this is me. Like, I yeah. couldn't. I look weird in a BMW. It doesn't make sense. So anyway. I really want a Bentley. I want like a wrapper type of Bentley mm. with like a bl- just a, a matte <laughs> black grill. Are you kidding? Driving around to my free sexual meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up your sober curious friends. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I love it. What about um, you? Tattoos or uh, piercings? Okay, wait, so you never you never got any piercings. No, That's the answer because no. your dad would kick you out. Okay. Yes, I have two tattoos, both related to the band live, which I don't regret at whatsoever. You know, I have one a little one on my wrist and then one on my back that I forget about all the time. Mm. Um, I definitely don't regret those. I love them. And same thing is like I knew. I haven't gotten more because there was nothing really that I was so sure that I would love forever yeah, and ever. Live stopped making good music. I got it. Yeah. <sighs> no, they're so good. But they just got a giant <laughs> Rolling Stone article about it. Do not send it to me, please. I can't. I'm too sensitive. I got so many people that were sending Why? it to me. Um, because they really have they got back together a few years ago. You know, I was very excited for their reunion yeah. and then now it's it's worse than ever where oh. uh, Ed just went Ed Ed basically got the lead singer got the rights to call the band live, but like now the rest of them are out. Um, and it's oh. like, you know, it's it's really sad about how like just the downfall of like now a lot of them are broke, like completely broke. And mm. um, and then in the article, I just hate this so much, but they even went so far to be like, the you know, one of them, which it's the drummer, but like one of them is a Trumper and one of them is like a bleeding heart liberal. I'm like, why, why do we need to like divide our 90s music members and like are their political affiliation? Because like, it's so the same thing stupid. you said earlier, it's like we just everyone wants a category. They want to be yeah. part of a group. They want to be part of one of these groups. They go, ooh, I want to be I want to be represented. I want to be defined. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like that's I, I think know. that's like weird ass journalism. I wish I we could get to a point where we don't want to define anybody and that no right. document is asking us what we are and how God, I went to the doctor and it was like, and now one of these 75 categories, which one do you, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> why do you need to know what, honestly, I don't know, maybe I'm, this is ignorant, but like, why do they need to know what race I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that even matters. I'm going to come see you in 10 minutes. You'll be the doctor. You can just decide what that is. But I guess maybe there are certain medical historical things that happen more right. to white people or black like cardiovascular people or disease yep. or yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. So i totally. guess i understand but it's it feels weird when i'm filling out any document i'm like caucasian whatever you know like, <laughs> white male caucasian split it up i'm 90 percent german blah, blah blah irish <laughs> i probably fought myself i've definitely had nazis in my family like i'm for scared sure. yeah i don't want to know that but like it's probably true it's probably true do you know there's uh, – I was just at a, a Jewish-themed comedy show, and there's like – there's Ashkenazi what? Jewish. What a category right there. 
<laughs> it's the best. Shout out to the Chosen Comedy Fest. Ooh, ooh, my favorite it's called people. the Chosen Comedy yep. Fest. It's the fucking funniest. <laughs> it, it was that, that was the one I went to with like Jeff Garland and Natasha <laughs> Legere. It was so fucking funny. Um, but then there's there's uh, Ashkenazi Jewish, which is the kind that I am, and then there's Sephardic Jewish. But the Sephardic are like a lot cooler. Like they're usually they almost like look more Egyptian like they have darker skin and they're kind uh-huh. of more like but everyone knows like the Ashkenazis like me are like we're the ones that have all the food al- allergies and are just like a little bit more nerdy and so the, <laughs> one of the stand-ups was doing the funniest thing about like the Sephardics and pinning the two together and we were like cry- it's such niche comedy of like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but um Sephardics are like hotter and cooler yeah uh, Ashk- Ashkenazi Ashkenazi Jewish. I'm 99%. That was my, when I got wow. my DNA test back. Wow. And the 1% is probably like like Ashkenazi light or something. The sober version of it. <laughs> Ashkenazi. <laughs> curious. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so fired of curious. I wish I was. Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I, I right, have two tattoos. Right. I'm also very happy that in college I wanted to get a hand tattoo of like some Fleetwood Mac tribute and I'm oh, so thankful God. that the, oh. the person, I know, I know, it, um, the person actually talked to me out of it because I guess like hand and face, they were saying you, you need to basically like think about it for six months and then come back. Oh, yeah. And I, I am so thankful that I don't have a hand tattoo because I'm just, you know, whatever. Um, and then piercings. Yeah, I've had I've had my belly button pierced. I've had my um, I had an eyebrow ring. No, you did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. And and. And my mom went to visit me in college and she opened up the door and she saw my eyebrow ring and she shut the door on me and like started crying. And then then she baited me by saying um, she was going to buy me a trip to see my friend in Colorado. And she said, if I take my eyebrow ring out, they'll pay for my trip completely. And then I took it out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at one point it was like all, the all stud. very healthy, very healthy. Uh, I know. Uh, communic- Could you imagine me with like a, a bar, <laughs> like an eyebrow bar? That's so, ge- well, it's so it's embarrassing. Funny. I kind of feel bad for people who did a piercing of the now, did the trend, right? Like, I think the Monroe is this one where everyone was getting the Monroe. Um, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then when they took it out, it never healed. And so there's just this like hole in their pot lip mark. Yeah, yeah. for the rest of their life. And it's like, ah, bummer. I feel like nose rings and nose studs on a, on girls are really attractive. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I could see it. Um, see But it. I fainted when I got my belly button tattoo. I fainted and then threw up. You've never had any sexual uh, piercings? No, no, no clit rings or things like that? Nope. Honestly, no. I like to keep it unmutilated. It's already mutilated uh-huh. enough. By or nipple I do ring? No nipple ring? No, I would never do that. That hurts. That hurts. I- I've heard that it can like you know, destroy the sensitivity Desensitize you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't do that at all. Oof. Plus, I, I would get so sick of once I felt the piercing for a long time. I would, you know, it's a free uh, sexual. It'd become too common for me. You know, if you're ever watching porn and you see a guy who used to have his dick pierced, it's just like, oh my god, it looks like a, it looks like a, like a snake, like a dead snake. Oh yeah, it's a dead-eyed snake. It's like, oh, that that must have hurt like a motherfucker too. I don't know. Can't believe we haven't gotten to this point where we have like numbing agents that can just like here. You don't even. Have to I know. Feel this. It's anyway. not really attractive. Okay, well, that was really fun. This was a fun <laughs> episode. I love when you try to end an episode. It is the most awkward, funny thing. It's not graceful in any way. You're just like, okay, that was fun. And so we are done. Yeah. Jack just told um, me that I have Leslie Nielsen energy at home. <laughs> From the naked gun? Yeah, he said, like, 
he's like, why are you constantly like walking around with, like a bag of flour that you just like trip on and then everything explodes? <laughs> <laughs> like he said that I'll come to wake him up and suddenly there'll be like an iron that like gets like hit in my face. And he said that like Leslie Nielsen is Leslie my... Nielsen engine. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's Isn't great. it funny? Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. is true. Where like somehow I'll like end up like the banana peel will disappear and I'm slipping on it. <laughs> like we haven't had bananas here for six months. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, it was great talking to you. Thanks. And uh, listeners, we'll see you next time. See we you next time. We won't see you, but we'll hear you. We'll hear you. We'll, hear feel you. we'll feel You'll you. You'll be our piercing in our clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Ka-chunk. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, Email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Hi, I'm Don Brody, a comedian with a history degree and the host of the podcast Hilf, History I'd Like to Fuck. (laughs) In each episode, I am joined by a new guest who has assigned me a subject from history that they want to know more about. And do I deliver. I dig deep in the annals of history and serve up the most delectable nuggets I can find. Join us and find out for yourself that history is a party and everybody's coming. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!